0: hello everybody uh how's everybody doing welcome to the third episode of quasi talk uh i'm gonna try to do these every week I'm, pr- I'm thinking about like maybe doing them on uh just on tuesdays uh, around noon which is about like right now that i'm doing this um if you're watching on i mean if you're listening <laughs> on on apple spotify uh wherever else my google play a couple other ones. I'm just finding my podcast other places because I like to look and see what other people are talking about, what other people are looking at, what other people are like saying about the podcast. So please do me a favor and if you enjoy the podcast, leave me a, a good rating on those places so I can uh, grow. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, something that it's a little bit of a tearjerker for me. Uh, I'm going to be talking about my childhood. I'm going to be talking about how I got to where I am now. I was, this is going to be more of a fully fledged out sort of thing, but I'm going to be like stumbling here and there because like, you know, I got to remember a lot of this stuff and I'm young, but I swear my mind is old. Um, but we're going to start way at the beginning. I'm, I'm thinking of this as sort of like a, uh, like a draw my life sort of thing, except I can't draw. I can only talk a lot and that's what we're going to get to. So <laughs> I was born in, uh, a central Connecticut town, uh, right in the right dab in the middle of Connecticut. Um, my mom was considerably older than my dad uh about uh twenty years older than my dad, so uh that was an interesting thing to happen it was it was pretty unique it was pretty new I don't think that i was a a planned thing like a lot of people uh in my neighborhood so you know it is what it is you you, you do what you can um, <laughs> so growing up i was i felt that I was always different right and not different as far as like um like i'm special I'm like a savant or something but uh, growing up, I grew up in a, a predominantly African-American household, uh, and me, I'm biracial. For those of you guys who don't know, um, my father's Caucasian, my mother's African-American, which means that I had a very conflicted uh, childhood, right? Because um, for me, it was really hard to see where you f- where you fit in, right? My white side of my family, I'd say, uh, they're, you know, they're Polish, right? There, there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of Polish people over there, and then on the other side of my family, Personally, African American, right, and normally, there's that's not an issue, right? But when you come from both, it's really, really hard to try to like pick an identity, right? Because, uh, for me, uh, one of the things that I dealt with really, really, really hard, and I still deal with it to this day, is just a sense of, of of identity, right? Uh, because going to school and where I went to school, I would tell people all I mean other Polish kids or other uh, Black kids that i'm like a little bit of both right i don't speak polish but my family's polish right my dad when i was born was going to name my last name this is you know i was going to give it away a little bit <laughs> my last name was going to be garimski i was going to be larry larry garimski uh which do, look if you're watching the video podcast on youtube there's no way that this this was going to be a larry garimski uh i joke around with everybody and said i would have gotten uh all of the job interviews but none of the jobs because I'd show up and they would be like, wait a minute, who's this guy? I don't think that's uh that's that's who you think it is. So I would always have to try to prove my lineage not lineage. I would always try to prove my race to my friends and those around me. Uh not like adults or anything like that, but like like everyone's telling me, okay, uh you look black, so you are black. That's it. Right? hundred percent that's that's who you are, right? To the point where like I'll be out with my little sister. I'll be out with my little sister and we'll get looks when I'm with my, uh, my grandmother and my, and my white side of the family. And that's something that I, I dealt with. So, uh, and there's a reason for this, everybody. I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> so, basically, my whole upbringing, right? My mother told me, don't let anybody tell you you're one thing or another. My mom actually got a state test changed because you know how when you're taking a standardized test, you look on the, the sheet And it goes like, you know, what race are you, right? You know, black, white, Pacific Islander, Latino, like, you know, stuff like that on there. Uh, I don't know, Hispanic. (laughs) And I didn't name all of them, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? It would say, choose the one that best applies, right? And so I would always do circle white, circle black, because I'm both, right, half and half. And I got my test invalidated. And so my mother, being the strong, independent black woman that she is, uh went to the school and said hey like you know there needs to be another section on this now luckily you know we're woke now in 2020 there's there's biracial on there there's multiracial on there so you can be as many things as you want uh but the reason why I talk about this is because this influenced what I did as a child because uh a lot of my friends a lot of people in my neighborhood um I didn't really associate them well because to the black kids I was too white and to the white kids I was like their token black friend so i didn't want to really do that or really be a part of that and i'm talking about like real young like i was like uh like you know seven or eight which you know was real young to me so what i decided to do was i decided to uh you know pick up video games my first video game i remember playing um, was actually i think it was it was on the gamecube i think it was uh wind waker yeah it was uh Legend of zelda wind waker that was the game that i first started with and that's when I decided that, you know what, maybe I can bridge this gap that we all have through video games, because everybody loves to play video games, right? You would always talk with your friends around it, like the the, the playground, and you'd be talking about what games you guys are playing and, and stuff like that. So um, one thing about me is that I like to talk. I'm, I'm a talker. You can tell anybody or anybody that knows me IRL or even on the interwebs that I love to talk. I, I just, I'm just here, and I talk, and I talk, and I talk, and I talk, right? That's the thing that I like to do. So I talked so much actually that my grandmother to this day, I would walk in and I would tell her about my day from school and she would pretend like she's, that she was sleeping so that I didn't talk to her. And the thing is that I knew after like the fourth or fifth time that she was just joking, right? That I know you're not, there's no way that I walked through that door and you're sleeping already. I'm going to keep telling you about my day and you're going to listen. And that's what I would do. So what I started to do, uh, you know, early elementary school, middle school was like, Forming little groups just talking about video games. Just talking about like what we were playing at the time. What you like to play and even trading video games. Which, which uh, I'm going to let you know just key fact everybody. Uh, if, you, if you go to an inner city school and you expect people to return your games. Especially if you just bought it. Uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> they are going to steal your games and it's going to be really messed up. So what I had like I would say like um, I'd say like a couple GameCube games. And a couple uh, Game Boy Advance games that I would trade with people. Stolen right and it got to a point where i had to get uh like the people in my middle school involved and it was a whole big thing it was it was it was a huge thing and i my mom yelled at me <laughs> she wasn't she was not she was not real happy about that uh so it was around this time where i decided that like you know this is probably around middle school i'd say i have more friends now uh i was talking to a lot of people and at this point i'm like not a not a popular kid i was just a kid that knew everybody right I knew everybody, right? I knew everybody's name. I knew everybody's birthday. I was always that guy. I always like to thrive on interactions and stuff like that. And when I finally got into high school, which is, which is when I decided, all right, this is what I want to do. I want to work in broadcast. I want to help other people. I want to tell people that came up from like the streets. Not the, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm from the streets. I'm just saying that like those that came up in um, the inner city, in the ghetto, that they can get out of this, that they can do more and be more. And I want to do it in like a video or, you know music medium or something like that I'm not really I tried music I actually played the uh, What was it? I played the, the clarinet I played the flute I played the trumpet the trombone I sucked at every single one of those but one thing I knew I knew how to do was talk so I decided this is what I'm gonna do and at this time is when YouTube started popping right this is this is the call of duty age of YouTube right Call of Duty commentaries were the way in gaming. There was only two types of videos on YouTube then. They were Call of Duty commentaries, uh, Minecraft content. Minecraft was huge. I'm talking about like, this is like, Minecraft is new. And people like went down that route. There's actually a lot of people in the community, in the Call of Duty community that transferred over to Minecraft. Like people don't know, uh, Captain Sparkles, his original name, uh, excuse me for this, was Pros Don't Talk Shit. He would go around smacking people in 1v1s, and he would be all over the place, and he was a god. He was a, he was really good at the game, and then he decided to change over to Minecraft, but <laughs> this is where I decided, all right, I'm going to dedicate my time to playing video games and like making content. Uh, so I begged, that, at this time I'm living in Florida, I moved from Connecticut to Florida, and um, to uh it was me and my mom we we were we were going through some stuff and we decided to to have a change of you know change of pace we moved to Florida and in Florida I that's when my YouTube journey really like started i got an easy cap and if if you guys don't know what an easy cap is i wish i think i might have it around here somewhere i'll probably like post a, a, a picture on twitter or something so you guys can see it uh, afterwards. And, and basically it was the hardest thing to try to capture. It was like a little USB. You had to plug into a computer and then you had like three component cables that you plugged into your cat. It was a, it was a huge, huge, huge deal for me. And I wanted to be that person. Here's the issue, right? I wanted to be so into video games and the content creation. Like I was like full fledged. Like I was like, this is all I'm doing. This is, this is how it's going to be. I started to neglect my other responsibilities. Now, I talked about this a little bit in my first podcast episode where I told you guys about how of a terrible student I was. And let me tell you, in middle school, I was getting the worst grades, the worst grades. And I did some really messed up things because like, what would happen is like I would get progress reports. And for those of you that are not American, and I don't know if you guys have progress reports overseas, but basically before your report card, your final grades are uh, are done, uh, you get a progress report that basically tells your parents, "Hey, here's how your kids are doing, and here's how they can be better." Right? I would hide every single one of those from my mom. Like, there would be no way, like, no, like, no, you're not, you're not finding out about this, right? I would try to hide it. I would try to lie. I would just be like, no, because I wanted to get back to playing video games. And you know, every kid does that, right? You see it now in the Fortnite generation, as I call them, where kids are like, you know, sneaking their tablets in the bathrooms and stuff, and, um basically just like playing and playing and playing and like hiding from their parents but i wasn't like toxic as in like if my mom told me hey hey boy get off that game i'd be like all right mom i'm I'm gonna get off the game (laughs) you know obviously you have the moms going uh pause the game and i'm like i can't pause it's live right it's it's a multiplayer game so i tried to hide uh from my um from my mom and my grades got considerably worse uh my grades got to the point where like they were thinking about kicking me out of school and this is when I finally, like in middle school, which is which is huge. With middle middle school, in case you guys didn't know, because I know a lot of people that watch me for, are from uh, overseas, right? The way it works in America, it goes kindergarten. That's like zero, zero. Then you go first grade, second grade, third, fourth, fifth. That's elementary school. That's like primary school. That's like the beginning. Then you go into middle school. Middle school is only three years, sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. And then you go into high school. Now, high school is a thing that you see in all of the movies where you got the jocks and the people in the lockers and the stuff like that. And that is four years. That's, um, that's 9, 10, 11, and 12. So in middle school, they're threatening to kick me out to the point where I had to get a tutor over the summer. I had to go to the school over the summer to pass my math class because I failed so badly that it was like, like they were like, I don't know what to do with them, right? And of course, my mom was upset at me. She was... Um, He was real, real mad at me. The fact that like, you know, my school was, was like, like, was messing up. And I was like, ah, I didn't really care. I was like, it's middle school. None of this counts. Um, but luckily for me, I, I rallied together and I was able to get all my grades up and I felt good. Um, at this point, uh, we're moving into our, my, my freshman year in high school. And about this time is where my commentaries and stuff like that blew up. What I would do, um, what I would do is I would tell stories about my life every day, like almost every day over call of duty content. And I started to see a bit of growth, growth, growth. And I got kind of like stuck in my head. Um, Sorry, there's something in my eye. Oh, you guys can't see this in the audio version. Um, <laughs> I started to get sick in the head. Not sick in the head, but I was like, like obsessed with it. Like, Oh my God, I'm growing. Look at this. I'm getting views, I'm getting comments. And I would like dedicate so much time into making videos that I, fall into the same routine I did before my high in high school. I was like getting terrible grades. Like my grades were terrible. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything else. But at this point I didn't really care. I was like, eh, whatever. It wasn't until, and I know that everybody that's listening to this, that's a student right now that's going through it right now. You're going to understand you hit that, you have that come to God moment. And I say that because it's like a, it's like a huge deal for you where you realize you're like, oh my God, if I don't really get my stuff together, I'm not going to graduate. And if you don't graduate, you know, it's not, It's I mean, it's not the end of the world. You probably are going to like graduate eventually, have another year, but you want to graduate with your friends, right? You've been working with your friends the entire time, going all the way up from elementary school to now, and you want them to be, you know, you want them to be there for you. You want to, you know, experience the same things. So I like was in my guidance counselor's office every single day, every single day, trying to beg and plead with him to try to figure out a way for me to be able to pass. Now, luckily for me, like I said before, I'm a real communicative dude, right? I talk a lot, and I talk a lot to people. Like, I was talking to my guidance counselor every day. I would, I would go into his office twice a day. He he hated seeing me. This guy named Mr. Shenfield. Mr. Shenfield did the GOAT because it was for you when you graduated high school. Um, but he pa- uh, carved a path for me to be able to actually, to actually graduate. And uh, this is kind of where it gets a little... It gets a little iffy because at this point, uh, I'm not applying to any colleges. I'm not applying to any colleges because I'm like I'm not getting into college. My my GPA was barely a 2.0, which majority of major universities, even state universities, they want you to have a 3.0 or higher. And I was like, I'm not going to community college. I want to go to a four year university. And I was thinking about for me, I was thinking about my videos and my content. I was like, I'm gonna go to video. I'm gonna go to college for communications. I'm gonna do that. And I'm going to turn this YouTube thing, this 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 thing that I, I've been doing since I was in middle school, into my career. And that's what I wanted to do. I mean, obviously, I still want to do that. But uh, that's what I wanted to do. So I spent every single moment, um, I procrastinated, making content, making content, making content. And then I started to apply to schools, right? I was applying to every school across the board all along the Northeast to try to see if I could get into something that would... Would benefit me, would help me. And I applied to, I would say about seven or eight schools, right? Got denied from every single one of them, except for one. My number one choice, the University of Connecticut, my brother's alma mater and my favorite, my favorite college. And I was like, yes, this is it. I'm going to be going to UConn. I'm going to do it, right? I walked across that stage for, uh, for graduation and I went and I was like, man, it's good, right? Great. What I didn't know was that because my GPA was so low, I did get accepted into the university, but caveat here, but I had to attend a summer class. So now I'm ready to push out all of the content during the summer. I'm like, this is the first time I graduated. I did it. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to make two videos every day throughout the entire summer. And then when I go to college, I'm going to have like a, like a lead up to me going to college. and It's going to be huge then I get a phone call from the school. Uh, Hey, uh, Hey, Hey, day Quasi, Uh, how's it going? I'm like, Oh, it's going well. Just graduated a little bit ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, classes start next week and we didn't get your, uh, your reservation. And I'm like reservation. What do you mean? Uh, classes don't start soon. It's the summertime. Like I'm, I'm chilling in my shorts on a beach shirt off, sunglasses on. I'm, I'm loving it. And I'm like, Oh my God, I gotta go. I gotta leave. So I tell my older brother, who was kind of like my mentor in all of this, about the situation. And I tell my mom, and we're all shocked because I totally forgot a, I totally forgot about that. It was at the bottom of my acceptance letter, at the bottom of it. It literally said that you have to go here starting this date. And I was just so elated and so hyped that I got the letter that I didn't even see it. So then I had to move to a town. I had to move to go to a school that wasn't my main school, right? So the way it works in America, right, a lot of campuses, a lot of colleges have numerous campuses. You have the main campus where, like, all of the majors are, and then you have satellite campuses. They're affiliated with the school. You get the same degree, but they're local, right? So we had a, a, a couple all over the place. And I'm sorry if this is going a little long, everybody, but I'll get to it in the end. Um, and I was going to go into this satellite uh, campus that was in a town that was I would never heard of. And never heard of. So, me and my my brother, we went down there to go enroll me in classes. Now, luckily for me, my brother lived two towns over from this town. And I was able to uh, stay at his house for a month, about a month, and go to school. (sighs) At this time, I decided that I was going to... Like, I still wanted to be relevant, right? Because in, in YouTube or in content creation or in... The, the gaming space, you know, if you were gone for more than like a week or a month, forget your channel, right? I had around 2,000 subscribers at the time. I was feeling myself. I was getting like 500 views a video or something like that. I mean, at the highest, my low videos got like 100 or 115, but it was still huge for me because I built that myself. And I was like, man, I got to start this right away. And I started off just like everybody else, right? I tried to make a vlog series. If you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash day you're going to see my college quests. It was a vlog video because I couldn't make gameplay. I couldn't do gameplay videos. So I decided to do vlogs. I was going to do one every single day, highlighting my college experience, helping you guys at home. Like this is what, what's going to college. is like now, unfortunately for me, uh, as <laughs> I just started to do this. I fell into the same habit, same habits before. I was more concerned about making the video, getting the content and not on my schooling. So the summer program ended and I had to face facts, right? I had to go and I had to go and live in this town. I don't drive. I still don't drive, which is a bad thing. You know, I'm 23 years old and I don't, don't have a car nor have I been behind the wheel. That's something that we'll get to in, uh, in later episodes. But I had to find a place to live and I had to do it fast. So I contact the school to see if there's any dorms. Hey, let me get some dorms. Let me live. They're like, oh, sorry, we don't got any dorms. The best thing that we can do is put you on this off-campus housing list. Maybe you can find some roommates. So I tried that. Didn't work out. Couldn't find anybody. They're like, okay, we're going to put up a bunch of students in the Marriott, a literal Marriott hotel right down the street from campus, and you guys can live there. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. Me and my brother went to go see the hotel room. And they're like, okay, uh, in this hotel room, it's not like an apartment. It literally looks like a hotel. Um, you can't bring any furniture. You can't like, cook your own food. There's only a microwave. And the microwave was downstairs in the lobby that you had to use. And I was like, nah, man, I can't do this. At this point, I have no job, no resources, nothing. I contact the school again, and I'm like, hey. I'm going to have to withdraw my application guys because there's no way I can do this. But then luckily for me, I found a roommate who already had a place and he was like, Hey, you want You want to be roommates? I don't know you, you don't know me, but I saw you on his website. Let's do it. And I decided that that was going to be what I did. And I moved in to a house and the funny thing is that everything I'm saying that you guys can see via the timeline of my YouTube videos, because I made every single thing. My first apartment tour, That's the apartment that I was talking about. And I went and I was like, man, I'm on my own. And you think when you get on your own, you're like, man, I'm on my own. I get to make all the decisions. I get to do whatever I want. So here I am in this new apartment. My brother gave me some money to get started to pay rent, but I had to pick up the rest. I had to get a job. So of course I went to my, um, to my university again. Hey, I need to get a job. Luckily for me, My, uh, one of my professors, he hooked me up with this, uh, with with, with the internship and he's like, hopefully that turns into something. And for me, it did. It turned into something. I got a part-time job at this company and we, uh, we were a live streaming company. We live stream high school sports and I was all about it. I was like, man, I'm doing this, but the same things happened again. But this time, instead of content creation, it was bills. So my content creation at the time I was doing, like I said, uh, some live streams here and there, but I was a student too, right? I had a, I had a job now, not in high school anymore. Can't stay home and just relax and chill. Not in high school. So I would just stay home, uh, work on my assignments. Then I would go to work. Then I would go to school. I would come back and sleep and I couldn't take it. I was like, this is not a way to live. I don't want to do this. Maybe. So in the beginning, I started calling out of work. I started not showing up to work. I was a bad dude. I was a bad dude. Luckily for me, my boss at the time, he was real. He was a real homie and he understood where I was coming from because I told him the same story I'm telling you guys right now. And he knew that I couldn't afford not to do this. So he sat me down and he had, I had another come to God moment. And he was like, listen, do you want to go to school? Do you want to, you know, make this into a thing? He goes, you're going to make a million more dollars. uh, I think it's a million more dollars in your lifetime with a college degree without than without one. And you can't afford not to do this. My roommates at the time were yelling at me because I couldn't make the rent. We were, <laughs> we were in a bad situation. So that's when I, I had to make that decision. Okay, I'm going to put my schooling first. My schooling first. And then everything else behind it. So I stopped making videos. I stopped doing it. I stopped making content. And then I realized that after a while, making videos was my outlet. That was the way for me to release, you know, like release my stress, right? Help and connect with others, helping others. My, a big series that I had at the time, which is something that I might continue on this channel eventually, is subscriber advice, where people would write in to me and I would give them advice just from a friend standpoint, right? Just from a dude that you don't even know. I don't know who you are. I don't, I can't judge you. I'm going to make this content and do this thing. And I had to, I had to really sit down to myself and really think about what I wanted to prioritize. Around this time, I'm in my second year of school, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not really feeling it. I'm going to drop out of school, which is terrible. Don't do that. I was like, maybe I'll just drop from full-time to part-time. But Then I realized that if you're part-time, you don't get financial aid. You can't, you can't get, that, uh, get that money from the state or from the government to help you with, uh, with your, your college fund. And I wasn't getting any support. Uh, otherwise, my mom... She uh, couldn't afford. She was already working two jobs at the time. I didn't want her to worry about. It. I was like, "I'll take on the loans. I'll do what I need to do." Well, unfortunately for me, <laughs> as after I decided to go from full time to part time, uh, the company that I was working at, we all got laid off. And I'm gonna go into a deep dive of if, of any one of these stories. If any one of you guys want to have like you know some some insight on what happened, on you know something like that with these stories. Feel free to reach out to me and I'll make a video about it. Who knows? I'll make, maybe make some commentaries again. Uh, but I got laid off from my job and I was really upset. Here I am at this point in time. My, uh, my girlfriend, she was living with me. Uh, we were young and in love and we decided to forget everything else. We're just going to do everything on our own. Um, and I get a call from my old boss. He says, hey, I'm starting something new. We're going to do it. We're going to make a company. Me, you, we're going we're gonna to get the gang back together. But this time, we're going to run it the way we want to do it. And that was two years ago. So we're, we're catching up to modern times, everybody. How long have I been going? Uh, it's, this, is, this is a long podcast. Um, so we started this new company. It's called LocalLive.TV. Uh, it's the, where I'm currently employed. It's currently where I'm a salaried employee. And I wouldn't have gotten this. I wouldn't gotten here if it wasn't for that content creation. And let me backtrack a little bit because I skipped over how I got accepted into my, my college. Um, I got into the digital media program at my college because you needed to submit a reel. Like you'd have like a one minute story. Like, you know, a vlog type thing of, hey, hi, my name is this. I go to here. I'm from here. Do this. Uh, you submitted your grade and then a portfolio. Now. The video that I submitted for my portfolio was a video of me editing a Black... no. It was a Battlefield 3 live commentary. And it was a video of me editing the video. And over the video, I was narrating it. And I was telling them what I would like to do, how I want to connect with others and do this. And I got a call later on, uh, i say about a month after I submitted my application from the head of the digital media department. And he told me that, like originally they weren't gonna accept me because my grades were terrible, but they're gonna give me a chance because of my content, because of what I had there. My they they were impressed with my portfolio and they want to see me grow. Basically, the, the the whole premise of this podcast, what I'm trying to tell you guys is that I, as you can see during this, this is this is basically my life story. But over the course of this, I have had numerous setbacks, and there are in but there's little stories that I've left out of here. Of course, um. I didn't want everybody to know, but I'll probably go into deep dives of those at a later date to help flush out this. I know we're going way too long and I want to, uh, uh, finish this out for you guys. But, uh, basically if it wasn't for content creation and doing this, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have, uh, you know, this nice apartment that I have, I wouldn't be making a salary. I wouldn't be able to be able to afford this beautiful setup that I have here and all the stuff that, the, the hard work that I put into it. And, this is just basically my my cry out to you. If you're thinking about doing something, do it, right? This podcast was just an idea that I had. And even though they're not good quality, I know these are terrible podcasts, trust me. I love to do it because then I felt like I, I did something. I felt like I accomplished something. I felt like I'm actually like here, right? I'm here, and I'm present, and I'm putting something out in the world. Even if it's your worst stuff, we all start off bad. Like yeah, like Six Warriors says in the chat, dream hard, work hard, and you'll get rewarded. Right? I've had setbacks. It happened. It is what it is. Uh, but that's where I'm gonna end things uh for, for for now, right now. I will be if you guys are watching this live right now, I will be streaming later on today. Probably playing Destiny as I always do. Uh, and if you guys like the podcast, feel free to share it with your friends. Like it. Give me a good rating, and reach out to me on how I can improve because I really want to make this into better thing next episode of crazy talk will not be next week i'm taking next week off i won't be streaming i will be doing stuff i have a lot of stuff going on on um at my job so i I can't stream next week but the week after that i'll be streaming i'll be here making new episodes of crazy talk no idea what the top topic is going to be if you have any suggestions for me if you want to you know help me out then feel free to let me know but i've been rambling long enough thank you guys for watching. This has been your boy Day Quazy. Quazy talk. Episode three. The backstory.